This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 319. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicky, And this is Larissa. You know, it's funny. My brain didn't take that much to get used to substituting compassionate, compassionate. in there. <laughs> it's re- re- really weird. I'm proud of my brain. Good brain. Good brain. Good brain. All right. So I think we can all relate to this scenario. You go to the store, you buy some awesome produce. You're just, you're just amazed at your luck at the, the amount of uh, good produce, like, you know, cause it's kind of spotty sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, produce and, and, and other refrigerated stuff. Yeah. And like, like we struggle sometimes with certain, certain fruits like uh, strawberries or blueberries that we get being organic, you know, sometimes they're not, they're just not there. But you know, that day where we go to the store and like everything we're looking for mm-hmm. is there. We bring back a cart full of awesome fruits and veggies with all the best intentions. And somehow a couple of weeks have passed and we find that wilted cilantro or the mushy squash <laughs> in the back of the refrigerator or the extra fuzzy strawberries uh, yeah <laughs> that is so heartbreaking very heartbreaking <laughs> and you know one of the things that can there's several factors that can contribute to this waste and one of them is a disorganized refrigerator and you know it's funny because today's podcast was inspired by one such incident, <laughs> our one too many such incident, yeah. Where and you know we had gotten really good at it for a while about organizing a refrigerator, especially when I took the uh, the Ruby Forks Over Knives online course. Remember, I had mm-hmm. organized a lot of stuff, and somehow it's just one of those things. It's one of those practices where if you just don't keep up with it, it gets away from you. And unfortunately, what that can lead to is throwing money down the drain and wasting food, mm-hmm. which is also just. Very heartbreaking because, you know, we're very fortunate that we can go to the store and get food like that. Not all not all um, families can do that. Right. And certainly in, in not just outside of the United States, but even with you, within the United States. That's right. True. So yeah. in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to discuss seven awesome tips to help you organize your refrigerator in a way that keeps that helps you reduce waste and keeps you from throwing your money down the drain. Right. All right. But first, we have a new rating. Yes, we do. So this is from Maria G. 1982, who says, I am loving this podcast. Did I say that? Loving Loving. this podcast. I just recently decided to go vegan, but feel overwhelmed and sometimes discouraged with all the judgmental comments on websites, blogs, and social media from folks with really radical positions on veganism and how to do it the, quote, right way. This podcast is very affirming and provides tons of great information and resources. The hosts are also easy to listen to and are very relatable. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone considering becoming a vegetarian or vegan. Well, thank you very much, Maria G. 1982. And I'm guessing that might be the year she was born, which makes me feel a little bit old, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing that I was already in high school in in that time period. But you know what, Maria? We were feeling the exact same way, which is why we started this podcast, because we knew there was a lot of folks that just weren't getting that judgmental vibe and uh, just were tired of the call-out culture. And, uh, you know, this this is why we are here. So thank you very much. 
All right, today's episode is being sponsored by Buddha Bowls, The Vegetarian Zen Way. Yes, this book is out. Finally. Finally. <laughs> it took a, a lot of work. We we just kept wanting to perfect it, to perfect it. And uh, you know, we finally just decided we've gotta we've gotta just let it out. Let it out to the world. So if you're not familiar with with what Buddha bowls are, I'm sure you've seen them, even though you might not have heard them called Buddha bowls. They're also called like nourish bowls, sunshine bowls, hippie macro bowls, bowls, macro bowls. Yeah. Just look on Instagram and look on any food blog you're, and just start scrolling and you're liable to see one or two at least on, you know, just on individual blogs. But these are these bowls of food that just are really pretty. A lot of times is very vibrant, but what you don't get about them necessarily is that they are awesome because they are balanced. If you if you put a Buddha bowl together in a way that it balances, you've got like a complete meal mm-hmm. in a awesome little bowl. That's and, right. Now you can put onion onion rings, tater tots, sure. um, you know, tortilla chips and ranch dip in a bowl and that's not going to be a, a good Buddha bowl. Oh, you so know. it's there's a there's a, a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And in this book we show you how and we give you some of the basics. So so you know, Larissa and I we are very different in our individual tastes. And this is why this the Buddha Bowls really grabbed us as well, is because they're very adaptable to different tastes and, and uh, different styles of eating. So right. if you're a vegetarian and maybe your spouse is not or your kids mm-hmm. are not or whatever, uh, you can make these pretty adaptable for any sort of uh, gluten-free, whatever it might be, for any sort of eating style. And it also helps you with, you know, you can batch cook and mm-hmm. helps you come up with quick meals pretty quickly. So to get your copy of the Buddha Bowl book, Buddha Bowl is the Vegetarian Zen Way, you can head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash Buddha Bowl book and you will see the uh, little button that says buy the book. That's Tells right. you a little bit about it too. And thank you. Thank, thank you. you to yes. everyone who's already bought. Thank you. Book. That's a thank you for it. I, for, I forget. It. When we're recording this, uh, you know, because we record a little bit ahead, but typically this one is actually coming out pretty just a few days here. But I, uh, we do definitely want to thank everyone who went out and purchased the book. It's been amazing the response we've received from it. We've seen some discussion going on in our closed Facebook group, the Peas and Carrots Society. What up, guys? Already making an uh, an appearance in our podcast early (laughs) on. Uh, yeah, so we really appreciate everyone who's gone out and, and bought the book. That's right. Thank you. All right, ready to get into the main topic? Let's do it. I want to organize our refrigerator. Yeah, this was very inspirational when I was putting this back together. So this... Uh, yeah, it was. was she this... came downstairs and she said, um, okay, this doesn't belong here. <laughs> and what's this doing here? And <laughs> this is moldy. And <laughs> Why is this here? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I came across a paper published by the Natural Resource Defense Council that estimated that around 40% of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten. That's crazy. That's almost half. Right. So see that, how good I am at math? That's that is your, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that, uh, that is an estimated, equals an estimated $165 billion every year of uneaten food. So not all of that comes from a disorganized refrigerator, though. Some of it is lost in farming, packaging, distribution, food services, just to name a few other Mm -hmm. ways that that can get lost. But a good amount of this does come from us, the consumer. Right. And you know what? The other thing about wasting food like that, uh, not only is it, it's just sad because, you know, so many people are going hungry, but... 
when food gets thrown away, uh, like in the trash, it doesn't just like magically ooh, disintegrate, it goes into landfills. And what happens with that is that as it rots, as it decomposes, it uh, releases methane gases, and that contributes to air pollution. I have to admit, I never really thought about that before. You don't. It's not something you think about. You it. just think, oh, the squash, it's biodegradable. It's yeah, just going to go into gonna the, but it really turn, sits yeah. there for a while in a landfill yeah. and emits this yeah. pollution. And right? it is biodegradable. I mean, it, as it's biodegrading, that's what happens. It releases uh, methane. Yeah, I just meant that yeah. you just think about yeah, it you just, just going think it like, into, oh, it's the, okay. into the soil and you yeah. don't think about what it does before that. Right. right? All right. So... Like I said, one contributing factor is us, the consumer, and a disorganized refrigerator. I know I have just shaken my head when I mm-hmm. see some of the things that we throw away, and I'm I'm ready to tackle this again. So Great. let's let's share some tips for organizing the refrigerator. And some of these I did get; they were very much in line with what I learned in the Forks Over Knives class. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is some of these are probably from that too. Good. Good. All right. So the first thing I, I used to do this, the first tip is I used to do this when I cleaned my room. I, sh- I grew up sharing a room with my brother and my sister. Can you imagine that? And it was a room, <laughs> you know, we're in this bedroom right now recording this. Not much bigger than it was maybe the size of mm-hmm. this room. And, and it's not a big room. It's not a big room. Especially not for three kids. And three kids, and two of them are messy, and one of them is not. And can you guess which <laughs> one was guess, not messy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'll give you a clue. You're married to the one that uh, yeah. was not messy. I was a neat freak, and my brother and my sister were not. So I would just, I was tired of telling them to pick up stuff, and, and I finally, I would just send them out of the room. They were happy to do it, go out inside and play or whatever. And I would take everything out of our room. And reorganize it and put it back. I can so see that. <laughs> so see that. Okay, so the cool thing about doing it that way is you're starting with, it's kind of motivating in itself to see it all just clean or, mm-hmm. or just taken out with nothing in it. And that's another point. You want Once you take everything out of your refrigerator, you want to wipe it down. You want to mm-hmm. clean it. I even, when I organized our refrigerator right after I did this outline, <laughs> I moved the refrigerator out from away from the wall and I swept underneath it. I mm-hmm. swept, I dusted the back of it just to make sure that it was all clean. And it, it, th- I mean, that's motivating to me. Right. It's so funny. I was upstairs folding clothes in the bedroom and I heard this, I heard this, and I thought, I don't know what she's doing and I'm kind of afraid to go look. <laughs> and I asked you, it's, I asked you for something at some point and you said, I'm cleaning something. I was like, all right, that's all I need to know. <laughs> stay <laughs> to away. Stay upstairs. <laughs> stay out of La Cocina. <laughs> so clean it out, but don't do it uh, with anything that is harsh chemicals, because remember, you're putting your food back in here, so I would not do it with that. We have, what is the brand of of non-talk? It's the green cleaning yeah, type of, yeah, but you know, can make your remember. own. I mean, we yeah. don't we have a video on that on YouTube? Mm-hmm. I could probably link to that here. You can make your own or we buy one of those non-harsh right. chemical type of cleaners to just clean it out, take the shelves out and wash them off and such. It's just one of those things you don't think about, mm-hmm. especially as you keep putting food back in your refrigerator. You don't really necessarily think about it. But I, I would venture to say that a lot of folks out there, their refrigerator shelves are due for cleaning. Probably. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Oh, so now after you've taken everything out, before you put it back in, you want to check for expired stuff. 
right because there's that's no the point. perfect opportunity <laughs> there's to do no that. point in just having a nice clean refrigerator full of expired or <laughs> expiring stuff so yeah while you have everything out on the counters just take a look see if there's anything that's uh already expired uh hopefully won't be too much but yeah uh already expired or things that are and of course throw those things out you know right away <laughs> or recycle whatever compost whatever um things that are about to expire go ahead and group those together maybe put them in just like a plastic bin or something uh just so you'll kind of know and then i know you've got another tip later on for how to don't spoil to do with those i won't don't spoil the tip <laughs> Right. So moving on to tip number two, food safety first. Now, this is something I will admit that I didn't really think about either. Uh, it might be a bigger deal if you are if you have meat in your household. So let's just say you 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 yourself eat meat or maybe somebody in your family eats meat or you, eggs or eggs. You want to make sure that you're putting the meat on the bottom shelf. So that way it's not dripping mm. on any of the other food that can cause cross contamination and make you very, very sick. Mm-hmm. So now, you eggs, don't, you don't to, have to worry about that. <laughs> no, you, eggs, you don't have to worry about that. But what you yeah. do need to worry about, and this is something that's interesting. The warmest part of your refrigerator is on the door. That makes sense and because of, you're opening it and yep. it's not as far inside, right? It's not as far inside. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those older refrigerators, I don't know if they make them anymore where the, they had those little, little egg, egg cup cups. things. Yeah. I know they did at least in the 90s, but mm-hmm. I don't know about, I haven't seen any. We've had our refrigerator for a very long time since we moved in. Since, yeah, 2002. Right. I never thought about it, but this is the warmest part. So you don't want to put anything that's going to, that needs to be cold, mm. Really? I mean, obviously your whole refrigerator is cold, but this is the warmest part. Right. So think about that. So keep maybe keep on the, the door, just stick to like condiments and things that, you know, it's not like you don't want to put eggs there. You don't want to put, which is funny because the butter thing is there also, you know, that little. And that's not thing. too bad though. That, yeah. Butter's yeah. not too bad, but like eggs, creamer, anything like that, which of course we have our, our um, half and half in our soy milk there, but. You know, I would say to to also think about getting to know your refrigerator if you don't know it. Because like I said, we've had ours for 17 years. And until I did this episode, I never really thought about looking at all the dials and making sure it's on the right temperature and such. So you want to keep your, your refrigerator between 35 and 38 degrees mm-hmm. because at about 40 degrees is when bacteria really starts to form mm-hmm. on stuff. So you want to make sure it's between 35 and 38 Mm-hmm. Right. And also some of the newer refrigerators have like their crisper drawers. You you can control the humidity. Right. Which, which ours really does not, good. though. No, ours doesn't. It would uh, be really nice as if it did. Yeah. So get to know your refrigerator, too. I bet yeah. you there's some at least one thing you might not have noticed about it. Yeah. Ours is named Maud. She <laughs> likes macrame, long walks on the beach, and she's got three cats. And she's a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. All right. Tip number three. FIFO. FIFO. First in, first out. That's what that stands for. So basically, that's use all the old stuff first. Yes, and there's several things you can do to make sure you're doing that. So I saw a tip for a c- creating a, a bin within your refrigerator. This is the thing we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I think, that says eat first. And you put things in there that are going to expire shorter, soon. Yeah. yeah, and we do that a little bit better now. Remember I said, so even when we talk about dinner, 
or planning our meals, which we still struggle with. We we get good, and then you mm-hmm. know we don't, which is why we created the Budapest book because it's kind of takes care of some of that stuff for you, anyways. But uh, when you're planning your meals, think about not just what you want to eat, but what you have to eat. Right. Right. So that's right. a big thing that we've been really focusing on. Right. So not so much. What do you feel like eating? Mm-hmm. No, what do we have to eat? And then yeah. let's see what we can make out of that. Right. And then you just have to combat the, okay, but I don't really want that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Okay. And, uh, oh, so uh, one thing that one of our peas and carrots members uh, suggested, and this was uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Kina suggests if you have produce or, or things like that, that are running out of time, make soup. So mm-hmm. you can make soup with that. Also, you can freeze fruits and vegetables that are kind of getting to the end. And you can, for example, strawberries or blueberries, as long as they're not really mushy and gross and, you know, starting to get moldy, you can freeze those and use them for smoothies or, you know, for baking later on. Uh, or you can also just big do a big stir fry with vegetables that are in there. And we've done that before. Stir fry you, you made last night was really, really good. Thank you. Awesome. What was the season, the sauce you put on it? Just tamari. Was it tamari? Yeah. It was very good. Thank you. Okay. Tip number four, labels. We started doing this a couple years ago, right? Yes. Labeling? Yeah. And, you know, we're like, you know, like you had uh, mentioned in your outline here, you don't have to buy like a label maker or fancy expensive labels with like little designs. We use masking tape and a Sharpie. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all you need. And, you know, because we have um, the, the Pyrex glass dishes that have the plastic lids, I, we just put a piece of tape on there and then, you know, the piece of tape and it's funny, it can go through the dishwasher and it comes out and you can still write on it. And so we can usually get on a, a what, two inch piece of tape, two inch long piece of tape. We can get like four different dates on mm-hmm. that, you know, so you just cross it off and then write it and, until it runs out of room. Yeah, Megan Saluga of the Peas and Carrots says, this means you don't have to play the sniff <laughs> guess game to determine if something is good. Although that's with a, beans, that's a losing you can just game. open the <laughs> container and tell. <laughs> that's a losing game, for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not fun either. <laughs> and if you can't tell what it is anymore, when you look through the Pyrex, it's just probably going to throw It's probably not out. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, tip number five, use bins, containers, and organizers. We have one bin, really, that we use in our refrigerator but i was thinking that we probably should have at least a couple more and we used to and then we kind of switched it and don't and we used to have some turntables in there that you know like the lazy susans and and now we don't and you know i mean it's we kind of switch things up periodically yeah think about what works for you and you know some of these stores are a little bit expensive i found some out on amazon from m design that are bpa free and chlorine free which i kind of want to pay attention to what i'm sticking in my refrigerator Mm. right because there's food around it and stuff so that kind of does matter to me and there's that there's something like the container store that are far more expensive Mm -hmm. you can spend a lot of money on this so you know just whatever makes sense for you but i think at least a couple of bins in your refrigerator will really help you sort some things and you can put like think about even one just for if you have yogurt or you have Mm -hmm. whatever you might have just that you have a lot like you have applesauce Mm -hmm. right so the little applesauces can go Mm -hmm. into one container so they're not all over the place yeah yeah and you can even use bowls yeah for things like that if you need to just a few like you know bowls from your that you're not using in from your pan from your 
dishes. Um, and, and the other thing, just one quick tip, um, the Lazy Susans, because, you know, if you buy those, again, like you said, you can get like all the fancy ones and they're super expensive. You know where you can get really super cheap ones? Estate sales. Estate sales. <laughs> and I mean, and, we sell them. and I know that because people, we buy them and you can get them. They, they don't care. They just want to get rid of them. We I pay pennies for them and then people on eBay buy them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll turn around and sell them for, you know, 15 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, it's the good Rubbermaid ones that they don't really, you know, they're not the same quality now that they used to be. Right. Just a tip. Okay. And you know, just one last thing on that the thing i liked about the bins too is it kind of can group things together like sometimes i'll cut an onion and i'll put it in a pyrex dish and now it gets lost and i'm mm-hmm. looking through, I, i'm like i know i, I cut know an I onion cut an somewhere onion. Or there's a half a tomato <laughs> in there somewhere that's yeah. turning into tomato soup so if we had one bin where we could put all those partially cut fr- fruits and veggies yeah. then that would help us that's a good idea all right tip number six store like items together well there you go that's i was ahead of myself there <laughs> But you can place these in the same bin, like I just said. Create zones. That's mm-hmm. another thing. If you don't want bins, if it's going to take up too much room. You know, our refrigerator is very narrow. Mm-hmm. It's deeper, but it's very narrow, and that makes it a little challenging. Yeah. And well, it's not like these newfangled refrigerators now that have the, you know, the the freezer on the bottom, and then the two doors at the top, and they're huge, and and uh, like your brother's refrigerator. Mm-hmm. That thing is like a beast. It is. Ours is just one of those side-by-side ones with the freezer on the left and the refrigerator on the right and the yeah, yeah and they're both very, very narrow so narrow. you might want to think about a zone so for example a drink zone or if you have kids maybe a snack zone put mm-hmm. maybe at a place where they can reach it mm-hmm. and you kind of group the things together there and you can also kind of steer them toward the healthier snacks right that's right so yeah. well and you can also you can just label the shelves if that's the case mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just with a piece of tape or something oh yeah or grab and go so mm-hmm. I like that too. If you're already at, you're just heading out the door and you just want something fast, maybe you have some some grab and goes like your mm-hmm. applesauce or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Tip number seven: Use a whiteboard. We have our whiteboard still on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. We'd used it for a while. It was working pretty well. Yeah. And, and inspired me to want to use it again. We've just gotten away from it a little bit. But if you have a small whiteboard on your refrigerator, you can. It can help you know what produce mm-hmm. is inside and what needs to be eaten. Right. And, you know, I'll find that one. I bought that one on Amazon, I think, um, a couple of years ago. But I'll see if I can find the link to it um, and put it in the show notes. Because I like the reason I like this one is because it's flat. It's just like a it's like a giant magnet. You know, one of those magnets that you get from the the vet or whatever that's just that floppy thing and it doesn't have like a a frame or anything it's not obtrusive it just adheres like flat to your refrigerator well i can't even i forgot it was there because it just kind of blended in with the the refrigerator and it's had the same thing the same produce written on it for like four years now that stuff's probably not good no probably not All right, we hope this episode has provided you with a few easy ways to organize your refrigerator in a way to help you reduce waste and stop throwing away your cash. That, it really hurts. It It really does. does. It does. All right, so let's get into the recipe of the week. All right, and speaking of making a soup or a stew, uh, this is a recipe for hearty vegetable stew, and it comes from a brand new vegan website. 
Yeah, and this is not the exact recipe that you use you used before, Larissa, but it's very mm-hmm. close to it. Right. So when I found this, I thought this is very similar. So this is why we we're including that we don't have a stew on our site yet, but That's perhaps right, yeah. we shall put your recipe right. on there. But what I liked about this particular stew, you know, I'm not a, a soup person, as you know, but I do like, if I do eat soup, I like it to be hearty right? with something in it. The reason I don't like soup so is because like I always feel stew. hungry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but So this one has mushrooms and potatoes, carrots, tomatoes, onions. It just seemed like a very good comfort food. Right. And, right. and like I would be full after eating it. So. And I like the ones that have like, I, mean, I like soup myself, but I also, I like the stews that have the thicker kind of um, uh, broth, I guess. Yes. Not like real just... Same here. Something that you can put dumplings on and they'll cook and not sink, you know, to the bottom. Yes, and you make awesome dumplings. Thank you. We really need to put your stew out there. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the resource of the week. And we have two. I wanted to share these two because I thought they were really cool. So first of all, uh, Vicki Murphy Florence in The Peas and Carrots recommended green boxes and bags by Debbie Meyer. Now, these are storage containers that help keep fruits and veggies fresh. They're BPA-free, microwave-safe, and dishwasher-safe. They have multiple products in different amounts, so they have like bags of this many or mm. boxes of this many. So we're just going to link to their page on Amazon, mm. and if you're interested in them, you can just go out there and check those out. Uh, and then we have... Uh, Peas and Carrots member Gail Warner recommended Blue Apple. Now, this is really cool. These are little, they look like little blue apples. Mm. And what you do is you stick them in a crisper drawer and it's supposed to, you toss one in and it, it's it got activated carbon hmm. in each crisper that counters that uh, gas, the gases the that, gas are that are emitted that, that makes the fruit or veggies rot. I'll have to try that. Yeah, it seemed really interesting. So it says it extends the life of produce up to two to three times longer. Easy to use. Just toss it in the crisper drawer. It works for up to three months. They have refills mm. for these two. And they're, so they're reusable. You buy the little apple and then you can mm. just buy the refill. So it's it's like char- uh, carbon that you put into it. Right. Kind of like one of the filters in the like Brita filters mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. And certified organic, non-toxic, made in the USA. Very nice. I'll have to try those. And right. report back. Yeah, we will report back. All right, I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.